Hey guys, what's going on? So I have not had a podcast out in a while. I've had a lot of people ask me about where they're at, what I'm doing with them, things like that. So I'm restarting the podcast as the official first one back. I'm going to start getting to you regularly and getting out more often, at least once a week. I've um, got a lot of good guests lined up. So this podcast is centrally um, around the Rapid City Black Hills area, people that are local, people that are business owners, leaders, innovators, people doing things in our community. Uh, and then also just people, I have people on this I like talking to that are awesome people. So um, that's kind of what the podcast will be centralized around. I have my first one coming back to you today um, with my good friend Dale Fusen. He is a financial advisor in town here, um, but he used to be a coffee shop owner um, of a coffee shop in Australia and here in Rapid City. So he has a really cool story coming up in uh, into what he's doing now. So anyways, I'll give them to you much more regularly now, guys, at least once a week. So without further ado, welcome back to the podcast. Here's my good friend Dale Fusen. Yeah, so for, I grew up. I guess at the core of me is is always about how do I help people. Uh, that's always seems to be always my agenda with uh, interacting with people is getting to know them and then going how can I in the tools and the skills that I've got yeah help you and and that happens you know organically pretty much through just talking with people and getting to know them and yeah so yeah so for twelve years it was really hospitality. Uh, coffee and you know building a network of people that it, it went it went further than coffee too so you know coffee shop is the the great melting pot uh, of the community so you can you get to know people and you can connect people with other people and you know um you know like Starbucks I think they're what they train their employees is they want it to be like their second home. Starbucks is their second home. Yeah. And that's, I feel like it's kind of that way for coffee shops. Yeah. I don't think Starbucks feels that way, but I think other places do. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but then Starbucks, their business model is just ridiculous. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, so, okay. So take me back. You, um, where were you raised? So raised in Perth, Australia. Uh, it's on the Southwest, on the West coast. Yep. Um, and, Fun fact: It's probably the most. It is the most isolated capital city in the world. What does that mean? Uh, it means the nearest capital city of of the state oh, is, yeah. um, I think, it's Jakarta, Indonesia. Hmm. So it's a totally different country. Interesting. Yeah, it's closer. Um, Adelaide is the capital of South Australia. That's the ne- the closest Australian capital city. Okay. Um, and that one takes, I think, it's like a three four hour flight to get to. Dang. There. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not like here where you've got a, a puddle jump from here to Denver. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Perth, Australia. I uh, had family here growing up, so uh, made the made the choice to move over here. And, yeah, really. So I know you started a coffee shop or you bought a coffee shop, I can't remember, in Perth. Yep. To talk me through that. The first first coffee shop was 2006. Yep. Um, bought a... What I'd call a rundown coffee shop. Okay. Um, so if you're talking housing. And, bef- and before you bought this, you weren't in business, right? No. Um, so I was in college studying accounting. Mm-hmm. Um, hated it. Uh, so dropped out and bought the, the coffee shop to flip. And, um, you know, it, it really started with a passion for coffee and pursuing what quality coffee looked like. Yeah. Uh, and first... The first day we made ninety-seven cups of coffee. That doesn't um, seem too bad, is it? Um, well, when you consider you've you've got, um, I think it, 
the demographics was in a three block radius you've got 100,000 people okay um so you think 97 of those 100,000 people um, came to your coffee came shop, to the coffee shop. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah um so that was that was a client base that that we inherited and then um the day we sold it was three years later and we did 450 coffees a day a day is that pretty good um that's kind of in your from a from a uh, kind of a independent coffee shop perspective that's in a city would be like a medium uh, medium sized okay coffee uh, shop coffee shop yeah uh, so the the big players in the in the high traffic areas would be doing 700 a day oh dang okay yeah that's what you're saying so in the meantime before selling that um, started roasting um, our own uh, coffee so it was the 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 next wave of small coffee shop roasters mm-hmm. um, before that it was you'd have wholesale coffee roasters and you'd have coffee shops gotcha um, and so we bought a roaster and started uh, roasting our own and then outgrew the garage you know the typical um, started started in the garage yeah, on, a yeah. car, on a card table yeah uh, so yeah roasting during the night so we didn't disturb the neighbors um, and then bought another or set up another coffee shop uh, from scratch down the road uh, to house the roaster um, did you make money from that sale when you sold that or not really um we did we did a little bit um just i think it was back 2010 but you didn't lose money on it you didn't lose money okay. yeah okay. so we um we had a bit of a gain on it um and then so we set up another coffee shop across the road from what would be a starbucks equivalent so the okay. it's it's called dome cafe over there and they were the pioneers of specialty coffee just like starbucks was okay their business model is there starbucks in australia um there's a handful Um, not a lot no perth has never had a starbucks Hmm. ever um and so yeah australia didn't welcome starbucks all that much so i remember you told me this one time um you told me that in america we have coffee in a different way than there you said like here we have like cups of coffee, yeah, and that doesn't exist there, right? No, so over here like the the drip coffee, yeah, uh, is the standard. Uh, now like what everybody drinks, kind it's of. what everyone yeah. drinks, yeah. Uh, Australia coming from a heavy European um, heritage, uh, Italian, Greek, that sort of thing. So yeah. the espresso <laughs> is really the foundation. So okay. you'll have flat whites, lattes. Um, and, or americano if you're going to have black coffee gotcha okay so it's more more common to see the home espresso machines uh in people's houses gotcha. instead of the is that trip. that must be why most of the espresso machines for household ones are made in other countries yeah definitely. that must be why i've yeah. never thought of that yeah that makes sense though yeah. okay anyway so you started this you put the roaster in this other coffee shop yeah so we we um unintentionally uh put it across the road from this um dome coffee shop and their business model is you know your, your coffee but then they also had like pre pre-packed foods kind of like your, your tv dinners yeah so they all they have a kitchen hmm. but it's um mostly pre-made that they heat up and serve okay uh, they replate and serve yeah. it um so there there was still again like that italian community cafe okay um Style. So we moved across the road just to get the roaster in a place that we could, um, that we could, um, you yeah, had more capacity. Yeah. 
and so we that but then we set up a little little um kitchen and did some eggs and bacon out of it and so we found that on sundays across the road they'd have a line out the door and so then the new coffee shop across the road opens up and like oh let's go check that out instead of waiting in line for half an hour and so um that was that was our our marketing basically okay and we kind of impressed people with simple breakfasts and um good really good coffee and over time the line ended up becoming at our door on sunday morning and um and dome would get our our overflow that makes sense yeah that's pretty cool yeah yeah that's pretty cool. So yeah, from a record perspective, we I think Father's Day was our busiest day ever, and we did seven hundred and fifty coffees. Um, that was just a crazy day. That was the busiest ever. Busiest you ever. can remember. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so never never. What was that an average day? Average day. Um, that that coffee shop was in the suburbs, so it was very um, distinct. You know, your weekday trade and your weekend trade. So you do. Um, Saturday, Sunday, you do like 50% of your weekly sales. Okay. Um, and then during the week, it was just steady. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So you did this. Yeah. This coffee shop. What was it called? Um, the Roastery. It's still there, right? Yep. Still the there today. That's cool. Um, so what from that, what took you to come to Rapid? So, yes. Yeah, so wanted to uh, move here and like had a granddad here yep. growing up and so familiar with the area. Um, wanted to pursue the um, American culture of, of things and had the opportunity to and yeah. uh, jumped in. How long first. ago was that? That in? was six years ago, Okay, August 2014. And then it wasn't until this year that you got citizenship, right? Correct. Yeah, so yeah. that's pretty cool. So it took you six years? It took six years. <laughs> yeah, That's cool, though. It's cool that you finally got it, so to speak. Do you have dual yeah. citizenship? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you can go back to Australia, too. Yeah. That's cool. Um, okay, so... You, you got here and then you immediately opened up. So yeah, we tried to open up just a, just a roastery and introducing people to uh, a higher quality of of roasted coffee mm-hmm. with with the goal to just get into people's homes and um, here more people make coffee at home than in Australia. Really? Okay. Yeah. And so we were, but I think because because it's drip and it's easy. Yeah. Um, you know, in Australia, people are like, oh, I'll just go to the coffee shop and get one. So since coming here, do you like drip coffee more? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, my go-to now is is black drip coffee. coffee. Yeah. yeah, same here. Yeah. So okay, so you come here, and how long from you moving here did you decide to open Essence? Um, it was it was pretty much in the in the pipelines, um, moving over. Uh, so it was kind of hap- happening simultaneously. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you got that figured out. Yeah. And then was it tough for you to build up? It, shop here it was i think you know rapid being a small city um some very very small town country yeah, feel yeah. And, um i was speaking to my wife the other day it seems that people like like you know you've got the new uh what's it fleet farm in town yeah fleet farm yeah um if if something's big and popular as soon as they open everyone goes there yeah but if you're small independent People tend to be they wait. More, more. They wait. Yeah, they're, they're more wary. And you're probably right. So we yeah. we had uh, you know speaking with a, a funny accent as well. Uh, yeah. I, I found people standoffish really? to begin with. Hmm. It was a slower. You know, it was a novelty. Yeah. Um, oh, I love your accent. But, yeah. Um, but from a business perspective, it was slow to get moving. So um, when you started, I know you said that other coffee shop you bought was like 97 cups a day. Yeah. Where did you start at here? Oh, remember? it was like 
it was like eight coffees really? a day. Yeah, it okay. was it was uh-huh. terrible. And that wasn't until then I started realizing that we need to, we can't just tell people about quality coffee. We had to show people, uh, and that's when we. Um, moved downtown had a, a couple retiring that had a coffee shop so mm-hmm. we um took that over and and then began the process of of really um you know evangelizing uh coffee <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. Uh, and that that's when it we really t- um kind of took off locally okay that's pretty cool um okay so you got into coffee here and then talk about like, your transition from coffee to what you're doing now yeah, so like yeah, as I said before, my my mantra really is you know, make with the coffee it was you know making someone's day just a little bit better. Yeah, it's how how do you interact with someone and have them leave that interaction mm-hmm. better off than when they came and and so my first career pathway was financial planning. Uh, I was. Um, moving in that direction before I went to accounting and then into business. And so um, I had the opportunity to, after 12 years in, in the coffee business, um, look for uh, you know, different, a different avenue. And yeah. uh, so financial planning was really um, one of the first things uh, I went to. And so after a, a long year of testing, and uh, I pretty much went into a cave the last year. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, pissed off friends. They're like, hey, let's hang out. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so for me, it's like the realization that um, you know, finance is a pretty taboo subject. A lot of people don't like oh, yeah, to. I don't know why that is, yeah, but it definitely yeah. is a taboo subject. You're right. Um, People's money. They're scared yeah, to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and whether, whether it's embarrassment or... Um, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So for me, my passion is to help people, and and I see a huge need for, um, you know, being able to to uh, engage people in in this area without um, without needing to be uh, feel awkward. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Um. So for you on the financial side of things. What do you think? Um, what do you think? That, what do you think is going to happen? Like the, because you've been really in it, studying and stuff like that. What do you think is going to happen on the financial side of things? It's, it's a tough. Like, what are you banking on personally? Like, what are you going to? You know, I don't know if you can. Say, what are you going to? What are you banking on as far as like? Okay, I'm going to put my money into this or this. What do you think for you? On really? On the, yeah. Stupid. Or it is the it's the best thing. So I know there's like um, kind of like a lot of different avenues you can do. But like, let's say you wanted to like finance. So if I wanted to financially plan, right, get a financial plan together, and I was to get with like a financial advisor or whatever, could they like this? Is something I've thought about before. Could they get together with me and be like, I'd be like, okay, I want to put this amount of money in uh, an IRA, um, IUL, all that kind of stuff or whatever. And then I also want to buy this amount of real estate could they help me with like the plan of that definitely okay yeah. um, okay a good a good financial advisor will wants to get involved in a holistic um, approach got it so like saving money getting into real estate doing and then doing transaction with them also yeah do you think um because that's kind of what i want to do right now uh, i have some sta- some things going on 
but there's more that I want to get going, you know? Um, and then, uh, how, you know, in your opinion, you're, how old are you now? 32? 34. 34. So you're 34. At what, what age do you think, do you wish it would hundred thousands i would think yeah. probably a good chance of that just yeah. 50 bucks a month you yeah. know what i mean and i feel like almost anybody if they really had some any kind of discipline can figure out 50 bucks a month yeah you know what i mean yeah. get a little bit less nice of a car or go only get starbucks once a day instead of twice a day or whatever <laughs> for real though you yeah. know um yeah i was listening to um um who was it it was a financial guy i can't remember his name but he was talking about if you were to invest $1,200 a year um, for like seven years from the time 18 to whatever, 25, right? Is that seven years? Yeah. Yep. Um, from 18 to 25, that if you just, just invested $1,200 a year in that period, and he was estimating a 10% return, by the time you were 52, you'd have like, it was like 300 grand just from that $1,200 a year. And I was like, that's pretty crazy. Just from seven years of investing, yeah. 1200 bucks. For seven years. That's doable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I wish I would have. I, and I heard this since I was 18, and I didn't do anything about it. Yeah. It hurts on the back end. Yeah, it yeah. does. Um, what, about, what do you feel about life insurance? you think it's like a necessity? Sorry? Life insurance, is it a necessity? Um definitely okay yeah why um because i mean this is really where you you want to come and come and see me and right um, right and go through that yeah um but that you you want to protect for the unforeseen yeah Um, you don't want to fall back into um into a different stage of of life where you're at whether you well i think most people don't know about is like iuls or something similar to that which i know you probably can't explain but i will Basically, what an IUL is, is it doubles as life insurance and an investment, right? So, like, for me, I spend 150 bucks a month into this IUL, and if I were to die, it'd be $200,000 in life insurance or something, something like that for my family. Uh, but it also is, works as an investment account that, after I turn a certain age, pays me back, like, fifty grand a year at some point. Um, I think it's, like, at 60 or something like that. Um, but, yeah, so I've had that for a few years now, and, I like, that's one thing that... I'm like, I don't know why everybody doesn't do something like this. Mm-hmm. Because you can choose, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can choose how much you put into an IUL, right? Mm-hmm. However, I don't know if there's a like a cap to how much you can put in or if there's a floor, like you can't put in less than this. But, um, but yeah, those are, I thought that was like a really cool program. Yeah. Um, but then also that in IRAs, most people can put money in IRA. And I don't know. And one thing I think everybody should do personally is buy some kind of property that they can 
get rent off of. The only thing you have to do is save up your first down payment. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you could just even keep that one property or whatever. But especially if you're in um, you know, a market like ours, which right now we're having crazy numbers with inflation and, or not, uh, appreciation and stuff, but we could normally, we're at like 35 to 4% appreciation a year, which is so steady. But if you just bought something, someone else is paying your mortgage payment on it. Yeah. You're only paying whatever your down payment was, which could be so, like 3%. So is know? the appreciation, does it beat inflation or? 3.5%? Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. It does okay. beat it. Um, what's inflation? Like 1.5%, 2%? Oh, sure. Yeah. I think it's 1.5% or 2. Um, we could look it up. But um, that's what I think it is. Anyways. But yeah, right. I mean, right now it's destroying inflation. Uh, yeah. Inflation. Because, I mean, we've had like 9 to 10% appreciation over the last three years, two, three years. Um, so that's crushing it literally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think, uh, I think everybody should be getting in, getting into that kind of stuff on a, some level, you know, just like some kind of safety net of, okay, at least no matter what I have this at the end, you know, I have a couple hundred grand here, a couple hundred grand here or whatever. Um, I read a stat one time that something like 40% of the population's retirement plans is winning the lottery. And I'm like, wow. what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cool if you do, but I don't know, man. I'd rather, I'd rather, me personally, it's like a peace of mind thing to know that I have something yeah. else to fall back on if I have to. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, but you, you think these, you think this upcoming election is going to affect anything in the financial world? Probably will, right? Um, yeah, I can't really speak to the financial world, but yeah. the world in general, um, it's... I mean, you know, I, from the outside looking in, um, not being from here culturally, yeah, um, it's just to me it's a phenomenon seeing Trump have such a um, a cult fan following. Hmm. Um, like I've never before seen flags of other um, presidents or yeah, elect um, president elects. Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's a it's a, but then you know, is it really a sign of the times with um, you know the the rise of social media and, and yeah. how how now it's easier for uh, people to uh, you know people in, in power or mm-hmm. position to interact with more people on a unique level like you know Trump's on Twitter all the time yeah um, so he's able to engage um, at the individual a lot more personally yeah it's true yeah people probably like, probably feel like they know him more but also he was a uh, such a popular person before he ran for president that he already had like a fan base. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. So I, I personally feel like that fan base just kind of carried over. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's so many people that hate politicians, it seems like. Yeah. And so he just kind of like an F you to politicians. You yeah. Know? So like, yeah. if you're pro Trump, you're F politicians kind of, <laughs> kind of, you know, yeah. I feel yeah. like that's how people think anyways. Um, yeah, I think the, depending on who they win, who wins the election, the financial world could be completely shaken up personally. Um, yeah, I mean, the real estate world could be for sure, too, mm-hmm. depending on who wins. It could get crazier, like, I mean, busier and busier here, depending on who wins, and it could slow down a little bit, I yeah. think, um, depending on who, who wins it. But from an outsider's perspective, what do you focus? Do you focus on politics, or do you not really care about it? Um, I do more now yeah. than I did before. Why? Because um, you're a citizen? No, I, I think, like, even in Australia, I didn't follow politics all that much so I don't know if it's just the life phases you go through and you kind of start thinking about it more and um and I 
thinking more of a long-term perspective. Okay, I'm going to hang out here. Do I need a do I need a contingency plan to have, you know, a, blo- a, lo- a lot of land in Mexico or Panama or mm-hmm. so or mm-hmm. a safety net or mm-hmm. an escape and um, you know what's what what are the chances of that going to be? And, yeah. Um, you know, looking at it from that diversification or that protection and you know if if it hits the fan. Um, uh, am I safe here? Yeah, that makes and sense. I think in Rabbit City, I would say yes. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say you're probably uh, good here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so politically, um, I guess starting to think more from a long-term perspective, you know, I'm not old, but the older you get, you, you seem to be more, um, you you see that how much time is limited mm-hmm. and see so like, okay, well, uh, and I have I have one voice amongst many, and what difference can I make? Yeah. And so, yeah, so politically, um, at the end of the day, for me, it's like you just, you make the most of what what is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just the entre- entrepreneurial spirit where you're like, whatever whatever environment we're in, we just make it work yeah. and take advantage of what we can take advantage of. And um, But then if you, have a, if you have a voice to control that, it's worth uh, yeah, putting Yeah, it makes it sense. It does make sense. What are politics like in Australia? Um, Is it like, do you vote for people? I don't even know. Do yeah, you vote so for it's, people there? <coughs> it's a um, same like democracy. Okay. Uh, it is a monarchy. So we're still, the queen, what does that mean? The queen is still the head of state. Um, but it's... She has the final so, say. No, not really. It's more just a figurehead these days. Because okay. um, the prime minister. The prime minister. Is the real control, right? Yeah is the leader of the country and the difference is the prime minister is elected elected yeah okay. but the it's the difference is the party is elected not the prime minister mm. so the party elects the leader to represent the party and you vote which party you want which party and what are the parties in australia um so you've got liber- there a few there's a there's like three two two main parties and right. then a third player so you okay. got liberal the third party ever win no, so yeah. that's the Greens. Okay, the Greens like are the third, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you've got Liberal and Labour. So Labour are the Democratic equivalent. Okay. I might be, I might get... Um, Whatever, get yeah, just say what you but, think. That's uh, but Labour is um, the Democrat equivalent, and then Liberal, which is the Republican. Interesting, um, Yeah, which is the opposite terminology. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's it's confusing explaining yeah. it. Who is uh, in control right now? Oh, I have no idea. Really? I have... I think yeah. it's the late. I felt like I heard Labor Party recently. I think so too. But I could yeah. be wrong, but hmm. so you elect the party, and the party chooses who's going to lead. Yeah. So th- you know, obviously, you know the leader that you're of the party you're voting for, but you'll also have times where I think the Labor Party back in two thousand and re- around two thousand seven to two thousand ten, they had one leader, and then they just kicked him out and put someone else in, and okay. um, and that happened. So they can do that. They can do that. Yeah. And people don't have to vote on it or anything. No, not interesting. Yep. It's very interesting. I think um, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of doing the same thing here. Really, we say we vote for somebody, but really, you're voting for the party. Yeah. You know, except for this election, I feel like everybody's voting against Trump. It seems like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all people care about. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think really here, if you really get down to it, you're really voting for the uh, beliefs of that party. Yeah. You know, uh, I kind of think. The monarchy thing's kind of cool that it's still a thing, but I feel like it doesn't really like, doesn't seem like it holds much weight. Not a, not yeah. You know, not a. Um, because there's isn't there a prime minister of like, everywhere like in England? In England yeah, yeah, there's, there's an England a prime, prime minister, minister. And, you, and is that elected too? Or do you yeah, know? it's elected. Yeah. And 
Interesting. Does the queen ever go to like Australia? Um, I mean, she's like 90 something. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, so they'll have the, the royal family does their their visits. And That's kind of cool, though. Wait. So politically, you're voting for uh, a party. Yeah. So you're you're like, yeah. you know, what are my values yeah. and beliefs, and what um, political party? Well, I tell you what, man. Um, uh, we have, those. What time is it here? Um, but then someone's like, "Well, yes, that's true, but what about the leader?" Thirty and, minutes and their moral. You want to wrap it up? Or you want to keep um, going? What do you think? Their, and their morals. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. up to you. And you know, anything else you, you want to touch on before we go? You vote in I mean, a leader of a party that you might value what, uh, the, the question I have. I don't, I the beliefs. Don't have an answer to it. Um, someone's, mm-hmm. but put, if they're a, a liar, a couple of weeks ago, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. like you. Yeah. When, when you're voting like Trump, he's like, like I've always thought oh, you vote for the values and of the yeah. Party. How could you vote for like someone so evil? Mm. If you yeah. align more. One second. One second. And then you know Biden. I don't know. I think they're all all the same. Yeah, um, same here. But yeah, so like, how much? What do you think? How much does that play? So me personally, dude, I vote for the way I vote is based off of what the party stands for. Personally. Um, not to say I don't really pay attention to the candidates because I do. I pay more attention to the candidates locally mm-hmm. than I do like presidency and stuff. Mainly because I feel like presidency is really just a popularity contest. Yeah. When it comes down to it, you know. Um. There's certain things that would affect me very negatively mm-hmm. if certain people won presidency. Yeah. You know, yeah. me personally negatively, my family negatively. Um. But I personally vote on. I personally vote for the presidency based off of what their party stands for, but I also look at what they, mm-hmm. I look a little bit what into what they stand for. Um, just an example, like, you know, I'm a Christian and I've raised a Christian my whole life. And so there's certain things I don't believe in um, morally mm-hmm. that are legally allowed in this country. Um, and so like for me, it's tough to, it's, it's a tough to justify voting for certain things that are, a certain party would push. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but then like, like you're saying, there's sometimes candidates have stuff that I really disagree with Yeah, how they are personally. Like Trump, for example, I wish he would shut up sometimes, be more of a leader, mm-hmm. you know, more, less of a crybaby, more of a leader. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, I feel like we're at an interesting time in our country. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've always studied history. And so one thing that I notice about our country right now is that, we are definitely, definitely in a period of our country disintegrating from its core beliefs and what made it great. We're yeah. definitely in that period of it falling apart. Yeah. Um, and usually in history, I mean, that takes hundreds of years. And so it probably will take like 50 to 100 years, but um, maybe maybe shorter with, you know, social media and stuff. I don't know if that, how that's going to affect it. Yeah. But we're definitely in the epic, Epicurean phase of our country. You know, uh, nations are born st- stoic and they die Epicurean. Have you yep. heard that before? Yep. We're definitely in the Epicurean phase. That's for sure. Um, and let's, you know, people are like, man, if Trump doesn't win, our country's doomed, you know. And I'm like, well, you know, if he doesn't if he doesn't win or if let's say he does win and they think that's going to save us, right, it might be better for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It, might, it might hold on for a little bit longer. But the long and short of it is our country is very Epicurean right now. Yeah. And it's not going to get better. I mean, and it, him winning is not going to make our country stronger. Yeah. Period. End of story. Yeah. Um, do I think if Biden won, it would make it deteriorate faster? Yeah, I do. But 
Um, I don't think in the overall scope of it, it's going to affect anything much, no matter who wins, personally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the populace of the people are the ones who control the nation, for the most part. Yeah. And so, just seeing what I have, I don't think the, ma- the majority of people are not Epicurean, but we're on the path that leads to that, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Um, that being said, I don't have a negative outlook on our future. I don't. I think I'm, I get still excited about the future. I'm not worried about it. I mean, I still think we're you're really in control of yourself. Yeah. Um, I think I think for a long time it's going to be that way. I don't I don't look at it like oh my god our country's done for. Yeah. I don't see that that way at all. I just see it's going to be a change. So. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't you can't. I think people have realized during all this time though how much your local people matter. Yeah. You can't try. You can't put all of your hopes and dreams in in legislation yeah. and government. Yeah. Like. If you change, if people change individually, mm-hmm. uh, whether they you know, accept new new beliefs, yeah. uh, that will change the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's get let's be real. If you hate Trump and you're like, oh my God, he can't win, and he wins, what is that going to change about your life? Nothing. Just that your team lost. That's really what it is, right? Yeah. So you're going to cry about it for a little bit, and then if you just get yourself together and go live your life, you're going to realize, oh. Nothing's really changed. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And then from the opposite side of that, if you're like, oh, my God, if Biden wins, we're screwed. Biden wins. Just go live your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can really only affect yourself. You know, you can't really change all that shit. So um, although people are trying to change that stuff right now, that's for sure. They're trying to use their platforms and stuff to sway people and, yeah. you know, get who they want to elect, which whatever, whatever they want to do, I guess. But, yeah, I think you got to control yourself and – Stop worrying about that stuff, personally. I think people yeah. worry about it way too much. But And, dude, I really get into politics. Like, I'm really dumbing down my uh, opinions right now, that's for sure. Um, mainly because I don't, I'm not politically – I feel like I'm not smart enough to really argue a good point with all the facts because I don't have enough time to, like, research at all. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to, like, put out there, like, what I think because uh, I don't think it matters. I think you should listen to people that are smarter than me. But uh, – but yeah, no, I think when it comes down to it, I personally look at it as you just control your own life. Like, yeah. no matter who wins the election, I'm going to be neutral either way in yeah. my head. I'm not going to be emotional. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do care a little bit, but um, I'm not going to be like, oh, this is going to ruin my life or, oh, this is going to make my life better because it really just comes down to me and my discipline and my habits and what I do every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was a weird way of answering your question, but I went off on a rant there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, I'd I'd like uh, I just finished reading um, was it General Mattis' book? What's oh yeah, one? Mad Dogs. Yeah, what's yeah. that book called? Um, it's uh, called I can't remember now. Call Sign Bravo. Yeah, yeah, I something think. like that. Yeah, well, cool. um, but yeah, like he great book. Yeah, awesome book. He he talks about being um, you know, taking pride in that nobody knows his political stance, and he tries to remain politically neutral mm-hmm. and each each election cycle I guess and and really look at it from a case by case basis and some years the you know the democrat might be the better option yeah. and for me I I you know I, I think not being a fence sitter but also not being uh, I don't know if the term here like is toe the party line it was really you know I'm a, I'm born a republican I'm going to die a republican yeah right um, right but if the Republican values or, or what they're pushing aligns with what what I believe, then I'll 
vote that way or yeah. democratic and you know if you were to like look into categories i'm probably technically a libertarian i think me too yeah, yeah. yeah. technically that's where i stand mostly yeah. as libertarian uh leave me alone i'll leave you alone yeah basically you know yeah. let me live my life you live your life kind yeah. of deal that's kind of how i am um but anyways go ahead yeah and i mean even on that the um some of the the moral debates you can really have on that level is how much do you legislate other people mm-hmm. uh, and that to me is a really fascinating subject. good point subject is you know you got you got pro-choice i think is the politically correct term oh yeah pro-choice pro, um, yeah, pro-life pro-life and you know that is how where do you legislate like what what do you enforce mm-hmm. and that one i won't get into yeah um but yeah so how do you how far do you go from a government perspective in controlling people's lives where and where does it matter and where does it where does it not matter yeah um that's a a, an interesting um thing to ponder yeah it's a good question though you know what i mean like really how how much should we be involved in other people's lives yeah yeah but then i think i think a lot of the church's arguments is um or a lot of the churches that speak how they actually feel anyways their argument is if you don't say anything, you allow these babies to die. Yeah. You know, that's like their yeah. argument about yeah. it. And it is, a, that's kind of, I've never really thought of it that way, but it's yeah. like, how do you, how do you go about that? You know? Yeah. You know, I heard, I heard someone, I mean, getting into that topic, I heard someone the other day I was chatting with and, and they said, you know, that choice shouldn't be left up, shouldn't be given to old white head, white men. Yeah. Um, and basically talking about lawmakers, mm-hmm. um, it should be the mother's choice. Um, and and for me, I think it, it really comes down to that that question of life: is this is this a life or not? Yeah. And, um, it's a weird. It's a. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, mean, I think that's a cop out. It's, it's not um, even a weird debate yeah, to me, honestly. Yeah. Like to me, I mean, honestly, I'm a hundred percent pro life. Yeah. Like I don't really care. I mean, you can try to argue stuff with me, but. Um, I personally just, uh, I mean, I'm pro-life, but also not to say I don't, it's, it's tough for me because I'm not going to tell somebody what to do either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, if you want to do that and you feel like it's the right thing to do. And sometimes it's like, you know, the health of a mother or other circumstances, like nasty yeah. circumstances. The, the exceptions. Yeah, the yeah. exceptions. I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, that should be a thing. It's crazy cool the way of that technology be able to do that you know um but i think just out of convenience it's pretty messed up in my opinion yeah you know like i just don't want to deal with this right now or i want to get rid of it or whatever and i not i don't look down on anybody for doing that i just think for me it would be messed up if i made that decision yeah and ultimately i, I could never make that decision because i'm not a woman yeah you know so yeah. but i i think yeah. we we need to get to a place where we have we have a platform where we can we can share and own our own opinions yeah um but also not force them not have them forced upon other people yeah you know, for, like for me it's that um you're talking about there's probably a majority of people that yeah. listen to this right like you freaking idiot me you know yeah. pro-life who cares you know yeah. you're, you're stupid whatever i don't care i get it yeah. you know what i mean i feel that way a lot of, about a lot of other people's opinions you know yeah, yeah. so I, I would understand that but like the racism issue that's yeah. happening at the moment like my fix for it mm-hmm. is that we need to each individual needs to be able to have a place of 
a, a, a safe place of pride that they have in their heritage, where they come from, hmm. who they are. But then also know that you know, God created us all equal. We're, yeah. we're, we're um, humans and yeah. we just all look different. But we need to be able to have a place that we, we have pride in where we come from. Um, Dude, I feel like I would never even think about race if people didn't bring it up all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's weird. Like, I'm like, God, I've never even had these discussions with anybody. Yeah. Like, I've never had anybody mention it, really. Yeah. And now we talk about it all the time in yeah. politics. And, it's you know, weird. I'll probably get trolled for saying it, but, yeah. like, you know, the whole anti-racist thing. Yeah. It's like, if someone saying I'm not racist is racist. And I haven't looked too deep into that, but... For me, like I never really. Oh, instead of saying if you just say you're not racist, racist. you're racist, you're racist. But if you're anti-racist, you're then you're okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for me, like I really grew up in, ridiculous. in in a community that that wasn't racist. Mm-hmm. And so moving over here, yes, there is racism in Australia, right? But moving over here and seeing how delicate a topic it is, mm-hmm. um, it's weird, huh? It's just it just blows my mind. I just yeah. it's I find it difficult to fathom that. Yeah you know, a white person is automatically racist. Yeah. Um, because they're the ones in quote power or yeah. have been in power. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't get it at all yeah. personally. Yeah. Like I said, like me and my friends, like you and I, we've never even talked about stuff like this. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden you feel like you have to, yeah. You feel like they want to make you feel guilty for stuff. It's, yeah. it's just strange, dude. Um, yeah. I heard a, uh, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. Not, I'll leave. The, we've said enough controversial things probably. But anyways, um, I don't know how we got into politics, but uh, I enjoy talking about politics. So I enjoyed it. Now let's wrap this one up. But we will, we're going to have to do a follow-up um, of one. We need to do a follow-up of one and make it like a couple hours probably. Yep. Um, but we had short on time. We had a bunch of mishaps <laughs> that caused us to go short. So anyways, man, thanks for coming. No worries. Guys, if you got questions about politics, no, I'm just kidding. If you got questions about financial stuff from um, – want to get things going like I am currently I'd highly suggest at least getting a initial meeting going and getting things going financially for you and your family um, you could reach out to Dale about that um, we'll put all your info in here but is that okay if they reach yeah, out to you definitely um, I definitely would at least get a kind of a idea of what to do where to go even if you only have a little bit of month to put into it I would get started now personally so yeah. Laying, laying, laying down that roadmap is the most important thing. Yeah. Okay. All right, Dale. Thanks, man. No worries. See you guys later. See ya.